Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Isaiah 63. Before we get to Isaiah 63, we want to connect some dots from what we've been talking about the last couple days in Isaiah 61. And you remember that Jesus used 61 verses 1 and 2 in Luke chapter 4 in the synagogue to basically proclaim to the people who were listening that I am the Messiah. I am the one who was prophesied hundreds of years ago in Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. I'm the Messiah. And we talked about that the last couple days on the podcast. If you haven't heard those, you might want to go back and listen to those because it'll help you with some context to what we're going into today. So one thing, if you're like me, that you may have missed in all of that is that Jesus left out a line from chapter 61, verse 2 of Isaiah when he was quoting that text in the synagogue. And the line that he left out was this one, that one of the roles of the Messiah is to proclaim the day of vengeance of our God. And it begs the question, why did he leave that out? Why did he quote all the other stuff but leave that out? Well, one strong theory, and I think it's a great, I agree with it, is that Jesus' purpose the first time he came was not to carry out the vengeance of God. The purpose he came for the first time was to live perfectly, and by living perfectly, he perfectly met the righteous requirements of God's law, which no other human ever could because all humans are sinful, except the perfect son of God, Jesus, who lived perfectly. He had to meet the righteous requirements of the law, and then he had to die a sinless death, bearing the burden of our sin, so that sin would be justly punished in his death. And then, of course, he rose again, defeating sin, death, the power of the devil. And that was what it took to make the path available for us to be redeemed to God, to be forgiven, so that anyone from any tribe, tongue, or nation could be grafted into God's family through faith in Christ, could be made part of God's kingdom through faith in Christ, because Christ made a way for us to be righteous and perfect and holy and blameless where there was no way. And so Jesus' first coming is all about God's grace and God's compassion and God's mercy and Christ's sacrifice. And of course, Jesus teaching people about this so that they would understand what it meant when it happened and they would go forth with this gospel and share it with the nations so that people from every tribe, tongue, and nation could be saved. That was Jesus' purpose when he came the first time. And so he doesn't mention the day of the Lord's vengeance when he is proclaiming to be the Messiah, because that's not why he's there that time. However, what we know from what other parts of scripture say, say and from what Isaiah says here in chapter 63, that there is going to be the Lord's day of vengeance. And that is going to be the purpose of Christ's second coming. Christ died. He rose again. He ascended to heaven. He's seated at the right hand of God, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. That's what the, the Bible teaches. And that's what this is about right here, chapter 63 of Isaiah. It's what it's going to be like on that day. Let's read it. Who is this who comes from Edom in crimson garments from Basra? Edom is a country that typifies the people who are opposed to God, and Basra is the capital of Edom. So these are people who are opposed to God, and they're kind of uh, stand in for anyone in the world who is opposed to God. Who is this? He who is splendid in apparel, marching in the greatness of his strength, it is I, speaking in righteousness, mighty to save. That's what the Messiah says. Why is your apparel red? 
and your garments like his who treads the winepress, treading the winepress, stomping on grapes. It's a metaphor for judging sin. And you can imagine what it looks like. Maybe you've been part of that before. I have trodden the wine press alone, and from the peoples no one was with me. I trod them in my anger and trampled them in my wrath. Their lifeblood spattered on my garments and stained all my apparel. So this is pretty graphic. For the day of vengeance was in my heart, and my year of redemption had come. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was appalled, but there was no one to uphold. So on my own, I brought me salvation. And my wrath upheld me. I trampled down the peoples in my anger. I made them drunk in my wrath, and I poured out their lifeblood on the earth. So this is a very, very graphic image of the second coming of of the Messiah, which is going to involve the day of vengeance where sin is ultimately and finally and brutally punished. And this is just punishment, by the way. We've talked about this. This is not some mean God who's going overboard. This is the just punishment for sin from the perspective of a holy and righteous God. And so here's how that's talked about in Acts 17. Let's, in the New Testament, it's talking about in chapter 17 of Acts, verses 30 and 31, what this is all about and what this is going to look like. The times of ignorance God overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. In other words, we're in a season right now where God is not carrying out his punishment, his judgment on sin immediately when it happens. But he's being patient. He's overlooking ignorance. And he's commanding people everywhere to repent because that's the only way they can escape this coming judgment is if they repent and they turn to Christ and put their faith in him and thereby receive his righteousness, thereby receive the penalty that he paid, Mark paid on their behalf. And so God is is giving people a chance during this season in history, right now that we're in, from the time he rose from the dead to repent. But, verse 31 He has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And that man is the second coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And it's going to be brutal. Here's another glimpse of what that's going to look like in Revelation 6, verses 15 through 17. Then the kings of the earth and the great ones, the generals and the rich and the powerful and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling on the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? Friends, a great day of wrath is coming. And right now, we have the chance to repent. We have the chance to implore our friends and neighbors and family members to repent so they can escape this coming wrath, to repent by putting their faith and trust in Christ. And frankly, this is something that's undertaught in the Christian circles that I run in in 21st century American evangelical Christianity. We don't like to talk about Jesus as the vengeful, meeting out person of God's wrath against sin, but that is going to happen. And the only way to escape it is through faith and trust in Christ so that we can receive his righteousness. When you read this stuff, you may you think, man, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. And so friends, let's be bold. Let's be determined to speak faithfully of the gospel of Christ and the truth of God's word so that more people can come to know him before it's too late. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. 
Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.